0: Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-host, Timothy Cuneo, and again, we have our wonderful guest host, Alyssa Otis. Alyssa, thank you again for filling in.
1: Anytime, you know, anytime.
0: Leslie's out at these conferences and doing all these great things for Leader Dog. So,
1: you know. It's nice to have me here while is, she gets to be in sunny Florida. Yes. Yeah. I
0: am yep. a bit jealous about that, Yeah,
1: but... You know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm it's happy fine. to be here. So whenever yeah. you guys need me. Yes. Well, it could, um, be
2: in, could be in the 80s where she's
1: at right now. I know. Oh my she gosh. was sending me photos yesterday. Is this what a boss should do? No. Send Send their uh, employee <laughs> no. photos like, of them at the pool. Yeah. She's like, hey, <laughs> I'm done with what? my day of conferences going to the pool. Yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> if you need anything, I'll have my computer. I'll be ready to do any work you need me to.
0: Oh, man. I am so jealous. I know. You know, and then Timothy, you're going on all these vacations, which is fun and yeah. exciting. And I'm just here. I'm just here holding on the fort. Yeah, someone in the has cold to. Michigan weather.
2: <laughs> I have no choice. I guess somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it, Christine. I know. So we I elected to, you. So. It's a
0: big job. I need to plan a trip soon. I have no trips planned at the moment. I think it's because last year was so trip
1: heavy in my life. Like mm-hmm. my sister got married.
0: I would like. I had like three or four weddings that I would... But they, I had to travel for each one, so...
1: Yeah, that's all. And weddings take up a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, I had a wedding last weekend that I went to. It was one of my best friend's weddings. And my husband was in it. And I mean, it was a whole weekend event. Yeah. I mean, so, there was, it was nonstop. So this year, I was like, I'm not planning anything. No, stay home. Yet, so...
0: I'm sure, though, I'll do some last-minute things because that's what I always do. I'm always like, I need to get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. A little Airbnb getaway. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Come on down to Georgia.
1: Yeah. Hey, Timothy says his house is now an Airbnb for us. I got us. that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we oh, got that trailer. The trailer. The trailer. Yeah. I, we can living the life. Yeah. I
0: always say, like, in the winter, I need to take a trip to somewhere, like, warm and sunny, because mm-hmm. we really, here in Michigan, we haven't seen a lot of sun. It gets sad for, like,
1: six months. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's so sad. It's gray. She's
2: gonna have one of those lights in, I, her, you know in, her, what? in her office. You know yeah. what?
1: I'm seriously thinking about it. One of our apprentices has one of those lights, and it really does bring up the whole instructing department, the whole training department. They really? love it. Yeah.
0: I have, I know friends and stuff that, like, will start their day like that's the first thing they do is turn on that light.
1: Uh, The alarm clocks though I've seen that will get brighter as the day you know as it lights up like a sunrise. I don't know if that would wake me up. Yeah
0: you know I mean I get up super early so it's like really dark out. Yeah well you gotta get to the gym. Yeah so I'm like half awake for half my morning. I like go to the gym half
1: awake. I think that's kind of the the way to do it. Yeah. Because, get there before your brain wakes yes, up. Yes.
0: That's what I have to do because mm-hmm. if I'm there when
1: I'm awake, I'm going to be like, I don't want to be here. I get that. I used to do a 430 workout. Same reason. Yeah. My my brain would be off and I'd be halfway done before I yeah. was awake.
0: And by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh man, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the day. Time to go to
1: work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. And that, well, and while you're at work, you might run into our guest today. Um, Today is yeah. our Yes, he's a LeaderDog team member, and he oversees giving through corporations.
0: Yes, Dave Bann is the Director of Corporate Relations, and he's been with LeaderDog since 2017.
2: Hey, Dave, it's great to have you on our podcast today. Can you tell us what got you started
3: with LeaderDog? Yeah. Timothy, thanks for having us on this morning. I really appreciate it. This is fantastic. I really enjoy listening to the podcast and truth be told, I hadn't really listened to very many before this. So I really <laughs> appreciate the work you're doing in exposing me to this wonderful world of podcasting. Um, I got involved with LeaderDog uh, simply because they found me. Um, I was, I've was i been in a sales environment my entire life. And LeaderDog, in an attempt to establish a, a means of alternative revenue, developed a program called Harness the Power of Leadership. And, and frankly, they needed a salesman that was comfortable in the for-profit world going into the C-suite and selling that to executives. So they found me and brought me on to sell Harness the Power of Leadership and support a LeaderDog.
0: Yeah, I will have to say, so I... Dave is in the marketing department as well. And when he told me he didn't know what a podcast was, I thought he was joking at first. <laughs> he did not know what a podcast was. So I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit there.
3: <laughs> That's where I'm most comfortable. That's perfectly <laughs> right? fine.
0: But um, Dave, so you just mentioned harness the power of leadership. I got to go to one of those, which was super cool. It's such a different way of a leadership training than we like I've ever been to. Can you tell us a little bit about it without going too much into detail? So yeah. we're not giving it all away. I'm not gonna <laughs> give it away. No way. Not for free anyway. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, Harness the Power of Leadership. It's it's a true leadership development program. It's it's really not for dogs. And we've had some folks that are blind go through it, but it wasn't a program designed specifically for people that are blind. Um, it's a true leadership development program, and it's actually taught and led by some folks who are blind, uh, who are executives who came to us from the business world. These gentlemen, uh, their names are Bust and Jeff. One or the other uh, presents this program each time we do it. Um, They will explain how they actually use this leader dog on a day-to-day basis and how all the communication and leadership tools and techniques they use with their leader dogs are the same tools and techniques good leaders use at the workplace. It's really remarkable how the skills transfer. And I think what makes the program so powerful and so effective is people have a natural curiosity about leader dogs. They want to know how colorblind dogs know what color traffic lights are. The secret is that they don't. But we...
1: I was going to say, wait, you know know. they don't. I can see Alyssa
3: starting to shake a little bit. She's like, wait, they don't. You don't tell people that, do you? (laughs) But that's the whole idea here is that we're teaching people communication. We're giving a really, really cool analogy. You know, we say it runs up and down the leash, the communication that you're giving. And so in, in that you're receiving, quite frankly. So we teach people how a leader dog actually works and how those tools can help them be more successful in the work environment. So
0: did this start when you joined the organization or was this, did you bring this to the organization
3: then? It started, I came to the organization because of the program. So this was a program that was actually kind of pioneered by one of our former board members and also a client. He was kind of doing this informally. Somebody at work asked him how his leader dog worked. He told them that he was trained by a group called Leader Dogs for the Blind up in Michigan. He lives down in Atlanta. And he explained a little bit about what that means, how to offer guidance that actually means something, how to f- develop a reward and recognition system that's going to have an impact on the dog, how to look at yourself first if something goes wrong and clarify instead of correct. So when when this person explained all that, people around him started thinking, gosh, this will help us in the business environment. So he brought that back to LeaderDog. They agreed, decided we should turn this into a program and let's hire somebody to go out there and sell it. And that's how I came aboard.
0: Yeah, and it is so cool. Like I have never, I've been to leadership things in other organizations I've been a part of and it is so different and I'm not going to give anything away because I think it's something you need to do yourself and experience because I've never looked at leadership in that sort of way. Um, so an amazing program. And Dave, like who can be involved in this and like what is the process of, hey, I want to bring this program to my employees?
3: Yeah, I mean, we we customize this program on a regular basis. You know, our off-the-shelf, you know, kind of standard program, if you will, is typically kind of a full day. It usually starts around 9, usually ends around 4, and it's usually done either at our campus or any location of your choosing. I always say if you're in Metro Detroit, it's really cool to come see us at our campus, but if traveling is not an option, we can certainly come to you. Um, we also make this program viable for whoever we're presenting to. So we've done this for literally the C-suite executives. We've done this for a group of only CEOs at one point. We've also done this for individual contributors, people who are emerging leaders who have a desire to enhance their leadership skills because leadership's not a title. It's a mentality. It's a way you carry yourself. So we've had people of all walks of life from different stages of their career come in and find value in the program.
0: That is
3: very cool.
1: Yeah. And I mean, companies and organizations can partner with, with a variety of people. Why and what do you think makes partnering with leader different or, or more beneficial perhaps than, than some others?
3: You know, at, this, at the current moment, inflation is out of control. We don't know. what's. I think the stock market is going to correct. There's a lot of uncertainty economically right now. And I'm finding that a lot of corporations are have a, have a genuine desire to support their community, to support nonprofit organizations. They also have a genuine desire to train their employees and, and, and enhance their abilities and, and basically protect their career, but also protect their ability to, to be an asset to the organization. And I think what's happening for a lot of organizations, given this uncertain market conditions, they're almost having to choose. You know, we're not able to support a charity anymore because we really need to train our employees and we need to you know, t- to secure our future. I think what's really unique about Harness the Power of Leadership and the offerings that LeaderDog has is you can do both. You can get a world-class training, you know, for your employees that's going to p- benefit them for years to come. I had somebody approach me just a couple of weeks ago and thank me for getting her a job. I didn't even remember this person, being really candid with you, but she attended Harness the Power of Leadership five years ago, and she said she thought about those lessons every single day in her job interview, and she credited her for getting that job. So I think the lessons are very relevant. I think employees really enjoy it, but it also helps support the community as well, too, because the fees you're paying for training are actually going in support of a fantastic nonprofit organization.
0: That's amazing. And you don't think of that. When you think of nonprofits, you don't think that they're giving leadership training.
1: Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a revenue source that seems to be a win-win for both an organization wanting some leadership training and it helps Leader Dogs for the Blind continue our mission.
3: Alyssa, you'll love this. People ask me all the time, like, harness the power of leadership. That's so weird. I don't understand. Uh-huh. I thought you guys are Leader Dogs for the Blind, operative word being dogs. Don't you guys train dogs? When did you start training people?
1: Oh, man, <laughs> what a question. I get that question all the time. It's This is a people business that happens to have dogs, you know? i uh, it's, it's such a mix, but I could understand people asking you that that all the time yeah and know?
0: timothy i mean you're a client so mm-hmm. you know hearing this wh- what is your have you heard about that
2: leader dog does this no it's tell me it's like it's out of the box i would never think of something like this that the uh, leader dog could do it's just just another way of they get revenue in for the for the organization it just sounds absolutely great because it's a win-win for everybody
0: yeah definitely and timothy i mean you've Trained at Leader Dog, and so we're doing, you know, training not only for our clients and helping them, you know, live a life of independence with a white cane and a guide dog, but we're also doing it for corporate partners as well, which is super
3: cool. I think what's interesting too, and we, we, you know, so often when we do a program, whether it's Harness the Power of Leadership or I go into a corporation and speak to the group. I would venture unofficially, you know, my guess to be 95, 98, maybe maybe higher percent of people. Don't know who leader dog is and most have never had a meaningful conversation with somebody who's blind or visually impaired. So I think one of the other interesting avenues of whether it's a you know a harness of power leadership type program or just a corporate partnership that we develop we're exposing probably 90 plus percent of employees to leader dogs for the blind and most of the time these people have no idea who and what we are and they often are even looking for a charity to get behind and they don't know how to find one so there's a lot of benefits to going into these corporations
0: yeah and i guess is, is there a certain type of corporation that you would say like yes this is the type we want or is it anybody
3: it's, it's anybody that has a passion for helping, you know, I wouldn't even say a passion for leader dog because we'll get them passionate about leader dog. <laughs> that's not hard. That's not hard. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, we don't have many assets, but the ones we do are kind of cute and around four legs. So they usually help us get <laughs> right. someplace, right? <laughs> so it really, any kind of corporation, we just want people to know who we are. I always say that leader dog needs more than anything is ambassadorship. So we want people to know who and what we are. And, and typically speaking, people get behind us once they learn about us. So really any kind of corporation is a great candidate for us.
0: Um, David, I have to know, you meet so many different people. I've met a couple of our corporate partners with you and that sort of stuff. So what is, I guess, your favorite part about, you know, connecting with these corporate
3: partners? I think they say those who can't teach. So I love to teach and talk about leader dog. That is my absolute favorite thing to do. I love to give tours. I love to present and get in front of people Uh, and just, you know, town hall, lunch and learn style, you know, style presentations. Let's talk about leader dog. Let's get your questions answered. People want to know how they clean up after the dog. People want Mm -hmm. to know how dogs know, again, what color traffic lights are. They want to know how they get to the, you know, navigate O'Hare airport. You know, they want to know all these things. There's this inherent curiosity. And I love, sharing, you know, the answers to those questions, you know, with these folks. I love seeing the light bulb go on above their heads about how cool that is. I love seeing their passion build. I love hearing their stories of going home, you know, and talking to their 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 spouses, their children, and hearing their reactions. I mean, that that part is what does it for me. It's is talking about Leader Dog, quite honestly.
1: Yes,
0: and I know everybody at Leader Dog I s- loves to talk about Leader Dog. So- oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> I was training the guide dogs, and now I can honestly talk about them for days, right. years. I feel like it's, uh, whenever I don't know what to talk about, just talk about leader dog. Exactly.
0: And I guess, so we have different events and that sort of stuff. So do corporate burners, are they a part of our events or how does that all work with corporations?
3: Yeah, corporate partners are a major part of our events. Uh, we we sell sponsorships um, like like anybody else would, and like any other event would require. Um, and so the the partnerships that we get through those sponsorships and with these corporations are essential both to the health and the success of the event, and also to the health and success of Leader Dogs for the Blind. So you know our community partners are are essential. You know to basically everything that we're doing, including those events. They sponsor the events. They advertise at them. Um, they also attend the events. They bring clients. They bring vendors. They uh, they really are there and an instrumental piece of what makes these events so fantastic, quite honestly.
0: I recently ran in that Frozen Paul 5K Mm. that we did, (laughs) and it was so cool to see our corporate partners there. They, like, were so involved and wanted to be a part of the mission and helping out. So it was really cool to see, like, not – one, it was cool to see so many people come out to run. And so many people came up to our table and who didn't even know – they wanted to come to a run, and they – Then came up to our table and I answered. I was there as a runner and I still answered so many questions. So it's cool that so many people are learning and so many,
3: even there were corporations that were volunteering as well.
0: So it was super cool to see
3: yeah, I think that LeaderDog and like a lot of other charities, you know, we're we're in a position to help um in a rather unique way. I think a lot of corporations, I think people don't always realize that when a corporation offers matching gifts, I, I would consider that an employee benefit that they want the corporation wants employees to use. They want their employees to make gifts to charities of both time and money. They want them volunteering, they want them making those those uh annual gifts or recurring gifts. So I think that we're in a position to be a resource to our our corporate partners in any way they want us to be. And in you know, you're thinking about the frozen paw, that was presented by an organization called Trico and their marketing team got behind it and found all these creative ways of of branding the event. I mean, they had branded, you know, styrofoam cups for coffee, you know, because it was a cold morning, you know, things of that nature. They really try hard to find ways. And I think that's also what makes a great partner is a partner that's trying to find ways of supporting the organization because they have a genuine interest to do so.
2: It makes you feel like they're really involved with leader dog when they're
3: coming out with their ideas outside of what
2: you're thinking about. And that makes them part of the family a little bit more special.
0: Yes. And Timothy, as a client, how does that make you feel that, you know, there are people outside of leader dog that are so passionate about leader dog and want to help?
2: Well, that just gives me a great feeling because I mean, uh, being blind is tough and tough enough and knowing that there's people out there who really genuinely care about people like me, just, you know, it's just, it's just great. And, uh, and, and they do it voluntarily. They don't have to do this and they come out, do it out of their own pockets. And that's just great.
1: It is great. And then Dave, I know that obviously you work with corporate partners, but you also have a sidekick that sometimes helps you out with some of uh, your events and some of your other stuff that you do with your corporate sponsors. Let us know a little about your Cocoa.
3: I have to tell you this. I went to the SHRM conference, Society of Human Resource Managers, and I was there for a few years in a row exhibiting with Coco, my my canine ambassador. She's at my side most times. One of the subsequent years I was there, I was walking into the, the facility, checking in, I had my bags you know, still in my hands, around my shoulders, and from across the atrium, this person yells, Coco! And he comes <laughs> running over, he gets down on the floor, he's petting Coco, he's having a blast. He stands up, he sticks his hands out, and he looks at me and says, I forget your name.
1: Oh, always. (laughs) Of course. Of
0: course. Always. (laughs) So what is a Canaan ambassador? So you have Coco. She's a what kind of dog?
3: Coco is a cross. She's a a lab and a retriever cross. She's yellow. She's six years old, was raised in Fort Dodge, Iowa, in the penitentiary down there. And her job, I always say, is to be be, be pet, make friends, and Mm -hmm. generate smiles and, and help people fall in love with leader dog. You know, people... I, you know, it's it's a bit of a mixed message. I agree that you know you don't typically pet or even really acknowledge service dogs, but you sure. know I've been in enough organizations where people really want that, and and, mm-hmm. and Coco can kind of serve as our bridge, you know, to those dogs. You know, yeah, she can that's kinda, her job. Yes, yeah, yeah. Job it's is, not is it's not going to
1: ruin anything if she gets pet.
0: Yeah, so basically a canine ambassador. She was in training at one point mm-hmm. and yes. then got
1: pulled to. Act as a canine
3: ambassador. So I'm a dad. So my dad joke is that she was career changed at the tail end of training. Oh, uh, because. (laughs) 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 But yes, she had. I think it was a third ear infection towards that tail end of training, and the the doctors thought that may have been chronic. And and as we all know, we're not going to issue a dog to somebody that has known medical issues, even if they're relatively minor, like some ear infections. So. Uh, She got almost all the way through training and now makes a fantastic canine ambassador, even does blindfold walks for corporate partners all the time.
1: That's great. Yeah, we get to use our canine ambassadors for different events. Uh, You've probably seen them wearing their green vests. We have them at Bark and Brew and at Dinner in the Dark and all of our great events used for photos and just like Dave was saying, somebody to pet and... and fall in love with leader dogs. So it's a great program. And we thank you for housing one of our ambassadors.
0: Yes. And someone had once told me when I first started that green means go. Green means... So you can't pet great. any other dog unless it's green and then it means go. So go ahead and... <laughs> yeah, that's that's that
1: great. Yeah. I love it. I've even seen Coco has her own little, um, what do you call them? Baseball cards. Oh, With, she does. Oh, man. Where it's got her little bio on them, and we can pass them out to people. Why
0: do I, I don't have one of those. Oh, thank you. Oh, Dave just Dave handed me one. me one. He just handed me one. <laughs> just to walk you guys through this a little bit, it has her picture on the front, and it says Coco and what she is, and it has her birthday, her favorite toy activity tree. I mean... Oh,
1: they're adorable. The,
0: it's like she's a star.
1: Yes. These ambassadors are something special.
0: Whoa. I never knew this, Dave. I've seen Coco almost every week. She's famous. She's always in the office. Yeah, man. Now I know. Now,
1: you know, you're learning something new every time. Yeah.
0: Super cool. So Dave, I mean, you almost have Coco. You don't have Coco with you today, which is surprising, but you have (laughs) her with you almost every single day. So she is literally like your
3: coworker. She really is. She's, it's very (laughs) infrequent that people see me without her. You know, it's, it is, uh, it is fun. It's, it's fun to have that piece of identity. And, you know, I hear a lot of times our clients talk about that, that, you know, the dog is, you know, becomes part of the identity. It becomes an icebreaker. It becomes an entrance into society. We talk so often about our clients feeling isolated and how the dog can really correct that and and I I feel like that I am a part of that because that's how it is for me people stopping me all the time wanting to talk about Coco talk about leader dogs talk about their own dogs really just engage you know so she's a great ambassador and does her job well
1: well and I'm sure that same things happen to you Timothy where now that you've got Glacier everybody's (laughs) like oh Glacier oh there's Timothy holding on right there
2: (laughs) yeah but you know it's Glacier first but is that a problem I don't know Uh, not really
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I was so, so excited did, when Timothy came to visit and I got to meet Glacier. Oh, I know. I mean, I was yeah. so excited to meet you, Timothy. But <laughs> here oh, it goes yeah. again. Think, I'm, I'm just can, kidding. I can
2: feel
3: the appreciation of it. Okay, <laughs> <Christina>, thank you. <laughs> You're so genuine, Christina. You're so genuine.
1: Hey, you know, the podcast is where her truth comes <laughs> out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Timothy, I was so excited to meet you, though. You know that. Honestly. You know
2: that. I was excited to meet you, too, Christina. So... <laughs>
0: Well, this is great. I mean, so, okay, if there's a corporate partner listening or someone that works somewhere and is like, man, how do I even, where do I even begin? How do I get in contact with Dave and more so Coco? <laughs> how does this all work? <laughs> it
3: should be Coco and Dave. Actually. Yeah,
0: at Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: at <least. laughs>
3: And I'm going to start signing everything with just a pop print, you know? There we call go. It a You know, our website is is very robust, you know, and so... You know, there's ways to get involved. I think it even says that at the top of our website, you know, ways to give or ways to get involved. And underneath there, there's some information on how to, and you know, how to, where my contact information is and how corporate partners could. But the reality is, is if you want to partner with LeaderDog or just get involved with Leader Dog, just learn about LeaderDog, that's ultimately where we, what we want and where we usually start. I can't, I can't tell you how often I just go in. There's no money associated with it. There's no expectation associated with it. I just go in and just tell people about LeaderDog, you know, be a part of a, a larger all team meeting or a town hall type meeting. And just answer those questions because I think people genuinely want to know. And especially if they're in this area and have spent their whole lives seeing these dogs training in and around their community, they have that curiosity. So um, we're there to meet them on their terms and it doesn't have to be overly developed. It can just be exploratory at the beginning.
0: Yeah. And, you know, our corporate partners, you know, they feel that too because all of our services are provided for free to our clients. So they're really helping our clients live a life of independence and helping us to not charge a dime Mm -hmm. for anything for our clients. You know, they come and stay on campus. We fly them in.
1: Everything. Food, everything. I mean, even in our O&M program, we give everybody a cane if they don't have one. Obviously, guide dog, give them a guide dog.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so our donors, because we don't get government funding either. So our donors
3: really, really mean a lot to us. I think that's a a relatively unique position to be in. I think that people think charity, they think fundraising, they think donations, but I don't know that they realize that most charities have a a core revenue source. They get insurance Mm -hmm. money. They get assistance from the government. They may even get discounted fees, but still fees from their clients. LeaderDog is 100% funded through donations. I mean, it's literally the community's decision to keep LeaderDog operational. So I love going into these corporations and and sharing that with them because again, they do want to help. They do want to make a difference, you know, and if their job is such that they don't feel like it's having a tangible impact on somebody else's life, this is a great way for them to have that impact that they've been searching for.
2: Uh, Most people like me who's on disability check couldn't afford a dog or the training for a cane. So I think corporations for doing all this, it's, it's made an impact
3: in my life and thousands of others. Well, I know that the impact, you know, AAA is our presenting sponsor of dinner in the dark, which is our upcoming event here on March 10th. And they talk all the time about how they're, I think they went into it with the intent or at least a goal of trying to change people's lives in the leader dog community, maybe in the blind community as a whole. But they often say how often their lives were changed, at least as far as they can tell, even more so. I mean, the, the impact leader dog had on them and their team and their their mission as an entirety, you know, in its entirety has been remarkable. And it's, it's amazing to see their entire team get behind at you know, A the Auto Club Group's team coming to LeaderDog, volunteering at summer camp, coming to our events. They've volunteered, I think, at every event, whether they were sponsoring it or not, mm-hmm. um, since they've been involved with LeaderDog. So it's it's really about that passion that gets developed. And again, it's, it's fun to see corporations get behind that.
0: Yeah, very cool. And Dave, thank you so much for sharing all of this great information today and you know if you are a corporation and want to get involved you can head to leaderdog.org like Dave said and they're under you know the ways to get involved tab corporate partners or just give us a call as well and um, we will get you connected but thank you so much also to our listeners for listening to the taking the lead podcast I'm Christina Hapner with host Timothy Cunio and our wonderful guest host Alyssa Otis. We hope you enjoyed learning about Dave and please join us next week as we continue to dive into the world of blindness.
1: And if you'd like to learn more about applying to Leaderdog for our services, you can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. Don't forget you can reach us at Taking the Lead at leaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. If you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream.
0: This season of the Taking the Lead podcast is brought to you by a longtime supporter of LeaderDog, the Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation. As you may know, generous donors like this one make it possible to achieve our mission. The Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation supports the study of mathematics and mathematics education. For more information about our generous sponsor, visit their website at www.dolcianihalloranfoundation.org.